No. Welcome to the Huntsaker Team podcast. This is episode one. Uh, this is me and Randy's attempt to basically uh, introduce ourselves. Uh, we have been working with Social Media Manager uh, about really just being better about producing content, uh, doing something along the lines that people get to know us in some capacity other than our customers, hopefully future customers, people that we can help out um, and kind of let them know a little bit about the lives that uh, Randy and I live together. It's very, very special what we have been able to do over the past couple of years. Um, Dad, why don't you introduce yourself? Start with where you come from and how long you've been in real estate. Okay. So my background starts with an attorney. I got my law degree from the University of uh, Miami, started practicing law, went to an insurance company, ultimately decided to get into real estate because I wanted to have some flexibility to spend time with you and Eva going through uh, your cross skills. Um, and so 2015 is when I got into real estate and then ultimately decided to form a team and we called it the Hunsaker team. Yeah. So I, I joined, I joined you or I should say, I, I had the idea of joining real estate myself right at the end of my last year in college lacrosse. I went to school for business, ended up getting my MBA in my fourth year. I graduated a little bit early from undergrad, so I was able to go play my fourth year at North Greenville. Got my MBA there. Didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. Knew that I wanted the same things that you did, which was... Uh, seeing you walk through my life with me, uh, where you had the opportunity to show up to the majority of my college lacrosse games, the end goal being that, knowing that I could orient my time the way I wanted to really just give myself control of my life and give myself the opportunity to be working for myself so that I could prioritize on any given day what I needed to do where I needed to be, and if that meant expending, or I should say spending time outside the business because something of a bigger priority happens, kind of like what you described, I was able to do that. Awesome, awesome stuff. As you went along in your uh, career, did it ever get to the point where you felt like you wanted to concentrate simply on helping people? Uh, it, from your background, a lot of that is reaching out to people, insurance claims, attorney, everything that you have done in your life has been helping people. How, is it ever, did it, was it ever a thought as to, I'd like to work for myself at the same time helping people? Well, that's, that's pretty easy for me because almost everything I've done has focused on other people. Like my, my uh, practice of law, things I've done in the last 10 years, most of it is I'm reaching out to someone who I know has a problem, who has a challenge. A lot of times it's people with debt and the ability to help them get to the point where they can control their finances and figure out a way to live comfortably and not the stress and anxiety that that debt chases after people. So I've always had an internal rewarding feeling of help get out there and help people and not necessarily always doing it because I'm getting paid for it. One of the greatest feelings and returns I get is to be able to help someone and say, 
you're not going to have to pay me for it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the mindset of it is, can I help people and can I be different about it? Sometimes that's not charging them, but being able to be different, I'll let people know how much I care. The question I have for you is, what do you think has been your individual strength when it comes to working towards us being fluid? Well, I would say some of it is looking at the things that you enjoy doing with your work, what I enjoy doing, and where that brings us into the, hey, how do we produce work? And I know for me, I've always focused on the listing side. So I've always enjoyed meeting new potential sellers, helping them uh, get to the process of, hey, we need you to help us list the property. And so that's where my focus has been, getting the listings. And I was told from day one, if you are listing property, then you have a better control of your market and predictability of your cash flow because you're the one who has the house on the market. In short, buying tends to be a more emotional process for uh, humans. Uh, didn't realize it at the time that we got into it, but the ability for me to connect with buyers and understand uh, goal orientation at the time, which is uh, sometimes is very, very difficult for people who are buying to, when given options, choices have to be made, priorities, risk, all that sort of stuff. And then at the end of it, a lot of times it's the emotional decision as to how bad do you want the house? Is there competition? Uh, is there no competition? All those sorts of things. And I think I've connected well with the thought process of buyers along the way uh, and being able to uh, use some of my personality, which I enjoy driving, I enjoy showing homes, I enjoy doing all those sorts of things that go into being a buyer agent. And it has, I've been able to connect with people as, as friends, uh, first and foremost, as buyers, uh, whereas selling a lot of times it's, it's numbers and bottom line. In that process as becoming the buyer specialist, you certainly run into situations where buyers have challenging things to do and sometimes they're cooperative with you. Do you have maybe three or four or five things that you would look at every single buyer and say to them, focus on these things first. This is what I have learned over the last, has it been three or four, almost four years? Wow. That's right, the fourth full year, yeah. Okay, so three or four things that you look at a buyer and say, look, you need to focus on these things first. What comes to mind? Yeah, first is being proactive. Uh, I think a lot of people wait until necessity hits uh, to be thinking about buying. I think if you are being vigilant about your living situation, uh, I always encourage people to be proactive when it comes to the, I guess the first step in buying is always getting pre-qualified, but I think there's a step before that, which is a preparation of your living situation, which is if you are renting, if you are in a home in which you, you have already bought, and there's an opportunity for you to be vigilant, meaning that if the wife says, hey, look, you know, it'd be really cool if we had a, a bigger house. Yes, well, let's do it. Yeah. And of course, you have to say yes if she says yes. Of, yeah. of course, vice versa, whatever it is. But being able to look at that idea, 
as as early as possible. It gives you the best opportunity to get pre-qualified early, which ultimately uh, gives you a better idea of the process and what benchmarks you have to hit in order to obtain the goal that you really want, which is if it's a bigger house that costs more money, getting pre-qualified a year in advance gives you the opportunity to set a budget, do a multitude of things with your lender, including develop a relationship with them that gives you an edge and eliminates risk inside the process that a lot of people don't always have the uh, privilege to do. Pre-qualification always being step one, it is talking to uh, a lender, uh, whether that's your, uh, that's for a credit union, uh, whether that's Wells Fargo, whatever it is, uh, bank, uh, mortgage originator, um, it is getting in contact with them. Uh, it is handing over your picture of finances, whether that's a W-2, 1099, whatever it is, getting them a good idea of how much money you make, how much debt you have. It is... How long does it take? Does the, it, I think it depends on the lender. I think a lot of lenders have the opportunity now uh, if it's if it's going through underwriting, meaning there are some situations where a pre-approval, a pre-qualification process, you may go... Uh, you may give them their information. It may not pass through on the writing. It may just be a simple, uh, hey, you make X amount and you get to spend, we know that you don't have any debt. So it's basically, you get to spend this amount. But uh, most of the time it's 24, 48 hours uh, that you can Wait. hear back and get a letter okay. as long as uh, you're, the, the more complicated your finances are, meaning if money is moving around, if you own a small business, all those sorts of things, it could take a couple extra days. The experience I've had has always pointed towards basically 24 to 48 hours. So in 24 to 48 hours. Bi business days uh, most most of the time. You're getting a, basically a letter then from some type of lender saying, this looks like the amount of money that you could spend. Yeah, they're going to give you a piece of paper, uh, usually a PDF or a Word document that says, hey, this person is qualified to purchase a house at this price with a loan amount of this. This is how much their down payment is going to be.